Adventure Seekers, welcome. Jedi, Ninja, and Wizards Tolerated. Hello, I'm your host, Rain Law, and coming up next is our daily quote. Stress should be a powerful driving force, not an obstacle. Bill Phillips. It's time for AJNW News. Today, our top story is Sean Connery passes away at the age of 90. The name's Bond. James Bond. Or at least that is the way I will always remember him. Well, except for now. Now, one of my old neighbors from my childhood showed me a photo of her in Sean Connery's arms. She was a reporter for the Wall Street Journal when she initially met Sean Connery. She was there to do a review of his most recent movie, and she did the review, and it was pretty much like any other review, except the second portion of her story was very interesting because Sean Connery opened up and had really talked over the nuts and bolts of what it took to make a movie. He did this because my neighbor had been a financial reporter before she had begun doing movie reviews, and this gave Sean something different to talk about instead of the regular everyday routine questions, which I'm sure consisted of something like, how would James Bond handle this role? Years later, my neighbor met Sean Connery again as she was walking through the cafeteria for the cast and crew on yet another film that Sean was starring in. He was sitting around just like an ordinary person when he spotted her and called her over by yelling, Hey, Wall Street. She relates that it was a wonderful conversation that she doesn't really recall, but she got a cool picture out of it. And I got this story. And better yet, on six degrees of separation, I can now mark my Sean Connery connection in half. Before, I had to utilize a few black belts that were students of Masayama who had trained Sean in yet another one of the Bond series, Action Flicks. Coming up next, AJNW weather. It's getting chillier, I suppose you've already noticed. So I guess I'm getting softer in my old age as we have already turned on the furnace and boosted the heat all the way up to a balmy 67. And now it's time for AJNW traffic. The wife reports that it was so cold this morning, all the cars were huddled together for warmth, but they were running at such high speeds she was unable to keep up with them. Now it's time for AJNW Sports. The wife and I went out to get a little nibble to eat and drink. And because there's so much commotion when you're out eating in public, I thought it best to wear an earbud just so I could hear the game without disturbing anyone around me or having them distract me. My wife caught sight of the screen and I explained to her that the darker uniforms were home team's colors, whereas the white uniforms were the visiting team. She had not realized this before and thanked me for the sports lesson. And then she asked me to pass the communion plate. And now it's time for AJNW Insights. Today I just happened to be wearing a Han Solo t-shirt when up on the screen appeared the new trailer for The Mandalorian. I was so excited, I almost 
knocked my Bubba Fett limited edition figurine off the table. Almost knocking Bubba Fett over reminded me of a time when I had to do a jump sidekick over the counter to protect a young customer at the store where I was employed. A fight had erupted between some teenage boys, one being a foot taller than the boy that was being picked on, who stood a mere five foot tall at the time. I later found out that the boys both played on the same football team, junior varsity and varsity. The varsity player was the larger of the two, but the varsity player had three buddies backing him up while the junior varsity player was on his own. The JV player had been a regular customer at the donut shop, but it was obvious that this time he ran into the shop not looking for a donut, but to escape pursuit. My commands for them to stop and get out of the shop were completely ignored and tables were tilted and chairs were upended. There was no time to call the police, so I instinctively jumped over the counter and hit the largest of the of the aggressors very lightly with a jump sidekick. I thought of the kick as nothing more than a flying push, but it had the desired effect of shocking the group, knocking the big fella down, while simultaneously knocking his friends over like bowling pins. A brief discussion later, now that everyone was listening, ended with apologies, handshakes, and three or four new students for me right off the bat. If you would like to support this podcast, you can sell your blood. Or failing that, you can pledge a gift on anchor.fn rand-law. Another way you can support if you have some loose change is you can go to my Patreon page, www.patreon backslash randlaw. Coming up next, Q&A with Sensei. Sensei was asked, what is the best exercises for developing flexibility? Sensei's reply was, consistent stretching. Next, a haiku by Sensei entitled, Hoth, a bounty hunter, Mandalorian whistles, shivering descends. It is now time to continue on with our tale from book four of the Mystic Dreamwalker series by Rain Law. Xander Davidson finds himself trapped between a dream and a separate reality. A group of men ranging in age from their mid-twenties to their mid-thirties begin to spread out encircling him. Three older men in their late forties to mid-fifties begin to approach him and the boy directly. The older men were the first to speak, and they did so in low questioning tones that he did not understand. The boy replied back in the same flowing language, and for a moment the entire group of men went silent. Going silent did not mean that just the conversation stopped. It seemed as if all of the people had frozen in place and held their breath. He was the only individual that was moving, and he could hear the swish of his silk fabric sleeves brushing across his ribs. He would have been embarrassed walking around dressed as he were, was it not for the fact that the style of clothing that these men wore was not that much different. The major elements that made him stand out was the color and the shiny reflective nature of silk 
and the fact that he had no belt to gird his waist. As he turned, he tried to identify the most dangerous men in case they attacked. He did not like the fact that they had come out onto the street, each one armed with a staff. He also did not like that they had almost encircled him and the boy, before the statement of the boy froze them in place, before he had a chance to ask what was being said, a hard chuckle escaped from one of the thirty-year-old men that had circled behind. After this, man laughed. Several other men followed suit, and the short laughter ran through the crowd. The young boy turned to face the man that had laughed first, and restated his position while pointing a finger toward the visitor, pointing it again into the sky. He opened both fists, spreading his fingers wide and stretching his arms out. He assumed he was retelling the story he had already heard from the boy about how he was first spotted. The visitor again attempted to float by doing his breathing exercise that allowed him to levitate when he was dreamwalking, but again it failed. Once the men from the village observed the deep diaphragm breathing pattern, half of the group dropped to one knee and bowed their heads. All of the older men had bowed from the waist and extended their left hand palm up toward him as they spoke. He asked the boy that he had followed into town. What did they say? The boy turned toward him and replied, stating that the men had wanted to know what his name was and where he was from. The boy had gone on to explain that he had not asked the celestial warrior's name as it was not fitting for someone so young to be presumptuous, even if he was a novice of the celestial consciousness council. He also repeated that he told the men of the village things like where he was from and how he had spotted the light coming out of the sky above the circles of the holy spires. The boy said that he had told the men that the celestial warrior only spoke the holy tongue and that was when you began to do battle breathing. They all immediately recognized it from the legends of the other celestial warriors in the past. Elders, the boy indicated by nodding toward the older men, asked for your leniency with the imprudent questions. They had never seen or heard of a celestial warrior being so young and traveling unarmed. Well, it looks like it's about time to wrap this up. I leave you with a reminder to make sure you leave reviews on my books. That is, if you want to make sure that I have oatmeal to eat every morning at 6 o'clock. Book reviews are vital to authors, especially so with indie publishing and ebooks in general. As in all things, balance is important. Writing, martial arts, and meditation. The thing is to find balance and apply the proper method in the situation, because sometimes in daily life we will encounter moments where we need to flow and other moments where we may need to be precise and even pause. This is also true with our meditation. I am reminded of the words of Neil Diamond, don't think, feel, ain't no big deal. I highly recommend martial art instruction. Everything I do has been influenced by the martial arts. I have no weapons, but a weapon can be made. Knowledge of her power. Tokushi Kimpo.
keep following your dreams.